1: Man, do we have a great show coming up on this uh, episode of All Business? And speaking of All Business, we got some big announcements coming in the future. Be looking for all things around Hero. I don't want to give you more than that, but you're going to be seeing more and more changes as we move into this uh, next season, next chapter, and find out what all the factors are about success. And we'll be talking about that more. But let's get back to who I've got on the show this week. And I'm talking about. Brandon Steiner is the founder and chairman of Steiner Sports Marketing and Memorabilia. It's the largest company of its kind in America. I mean, huge. If you want to know about autographs or anything in sports memorabilia, this is the company that has its hands on it. I'm telling you, they're in the middle of it. And just unbelievable. Brandon is a permanent fixture in the media. You see him all the time. He's written three great books, The Business Playbook. He wrote the book, you gotta have balls. How a kid from Brooklyn started from scratch and bought the Yankee stadium. And he's got a new book that's coming out and we're going to talk more about that in the show. We're going to talk about more about what he does to give back to the community and, and, how he went out and bought the Yankee Stadium. I mean, can you believe that? Here's a guy that went out and bought an entire stadium and tore it down and then sold it off piece by piece. And so I'm so glad to have uh, my good friend, and he is a good friend. Uh we've gotten to know him a lot over the years, and you're gonna love this guy. We're talking about Brandon Steiner. So, what's it like to buy a stadium? Not like, not like you bought a baseball or bat, which you do all those things too, right? But what's it like when you bought a stadium?
2: Well, when you buy you know, something like Yankee Stadium, especially. Yeah, yeah Yankee Stadium. The most, stadium. It's the most popular like- stadium on the planet. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm grateful. First of all, gratefulness. Yeah. Um, grateful. And, and also, you know, my first thing was responsibility. Accountability. I know it was like exciting. It was a it was a huge purchase. No, yeah, how much it was 93, 98 I mean, million? How much was it? It, it cost me a little less than twenty million. Oh twenty. Um, see,
1: look, I, I know you so I keep adding zeros to it. But that's
2: before I mean listen, and, and that is before you really get into the nooks and crannies of right. having to sell it. I mean that's where you gotta lay out a kind of a front. Right. But you know, I'm grateful I mean I'm grateful I was able to partner up with the Yankees to, to take a stadium like that apart the way I wanted to. Yeah. And the responsibility, I felt, was personal because I'm a huge Yankee fan. I respect that stadium and the brand and the fans and immensely. And I wanted to do it right, not just do a money you, grab. But, you but know, you've just, never done anything like that before. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, not I mean nothing like that. Not like I mean, that. I mean right. I've taken some stadiums apart since now that yeah. people know me to do that. And I and I was able to go do this thing in hundreds of thousands of pieces. Yeah. So I've done, you know, uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, uh, the Giants Stadium, the yeah. Garden. I've done a bunch, but this was... <laughs> Not only a huge project, but I know how important it was to people because there's so much history in that oh, stadium. It's
1: historic. I mean, yeah. it's just. Uh, I mean, I mean, you still go there today in the new stadium. And you go look over where the old stadium is, and it's still ballpark, right? So it's it's kind of cool. Like everybody goes as soon as you go to the new stadium, everybody points to the old stadium and goes, "That's where the old stadium used to be."
2: There's no question. Yeah. It's, it was special. I mean, it was a special place and a lot of memories and a lot of greatness and. Uh... You can't discount it. You can't ignore it, which is exactly what I didn't do. Yeah. Uh, which, unfortunately, you get into these labors you know this, this love affair with projects, and um, you sometimes you have to do things for the greater good, and that was one of them. I, I think it was.
1: But it was profitable too. It was
2: profitable, but yeah. not greatly, but yeah. you know if, when you add it all up, you know, that was just one of those once in a lifetime opportunities. Would you do it again? Yes. Yeah, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Wouldn't
1: even, wouldn't even hesitate.
2: Yeah, because that's what it's all about. I mean yeah. Yankee Stadium, the brand, uh, the partnership that I had with the Yankees to even, you know, just getting Side by side with them and the players that were involved, you know Reggie Jackson's calling you up with with collectible ideas with the stadium. You well, what
1: was his? You you and I have you and I get <laughs> together. Of course, I love your your book that's out, Scott. You got to have balls, which is awesome. You know, kid from Brooklyn talks really a little great. bit about yeah, th- yeah. Talks a
2: little bit about the breaking up of the stadium. Like Reggie yeah. McCoy, what's going on with the black? I'm like, what what, what what's in yeah, the, yeah. the outfield? We'll rip that up and we'll sign that. We'll put. Well, what's pieces. the black? See, because I'm not black a black guy. The black is the outfield where Reggie hit all those home yeah, runs yeah. and it was the dark for the batter's eye. They would keep it black. It was uh, really concrete painted black yeah. but he was signed in this white marker it was really cool
1: so you chopped that up, chopped
2: it up and frame it up with one of his balls or we chop it up with one of his photos and Reggie Jackson was known for that black because he had a lot of home runs out there yeah. but you know we, we took the foul pole and cut it up into hundreds of pieces even though Johnny Damon was going to buy the foul pole and then you have Derek Jeter with his locker what's going to happen with that then you took the carpet you know, in the uh, locker room, and you made uh, mats for the doormat or yeah. for the car. Yeah, the Yankee Stadium locker room carpet. The speakers were, were kind of cool around the stadium. You have our Yankee Stadium speaker.
1: Well, I got some seats.
2: Thank you very much. The There's... seats were seats were big. Yeah. The dirt was big, you know. The grass, we took the grass, we lifted Real the, the last—not well, the one you smoke, but the, uh, the the grass you lift. Yeah, I, I Jeff. think I still think the grass
1: you lift is probably out of Yankee Stadium yeah. is,
2: is actually better profit than the other grass. That's it is better profit, <laughs> and, and, and in some cases, it got people out higher because yeah. it was to remind you of such a, a monumental moment, which was the last game ever, and we we took and we freeze dried it, and we were selling that for like ninety nine dollars uh, for a little swatch of grass with some dirt. But, um, you know, Yankee Stadium were, were you special. Like, like, was uh, like uh,
1: Whatever it is, you just stick it in a warehouse. We're going to figure out how to sell it. Kind well, of I, I
2: spent a lot of time walking that stadium. Like, you know, uh, I, I talk about the bricks. You know, like yeah. uh, they had the Monument Park bricks with 9,000 of them. And they were going to demolish them. I said, I'll take those. And we sold those for 199 a brick. Mm. But really, I was looking for the sexy bricks. You know, uh, the sexy brick. Which actually, these right here. Yeah, he's, cold, showing, he's showing us. Uh, a, cold brick. Yeah. Um, yeah, those bricks from 1929. That's a, yeah. what I call a sexy brick. Yeah. Probably cost pennies. We were selling those for like 350 bucks. And I found those on the last day before they were really going at the stadium. They were in the uh, batting cage, the Yankee batting cage, where they underneath the uh, stands. They were in the roof. Yeah. So it actually, it cost me some money to have those removed, but there were 4,500 of those. And people went crazy for those. So when
1: you're thinking about tearing something down, were you, like, freaking out that people could walk off the construction site with stuff? I mean, no. It's all, you, you didn't because care. they had to
2: sign off and yeah. there'd be serious uh, and were, penalties.
1: And they were doing their job. Guys were doing their yeah. job. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, listen, they did a nice job demolishing it and everything else, but there were very serious uh, provisions about walking off with a sign. Just remember, we sold every sign yeah. that were hanging in the stadium, an exit sign, a, a, a seat sign, a bathroom sign. The only thing we didn't sell were the urinals. They didn't want me to sell those. Why? Um, but you know the Boston fans wanted them, and, you know, and, and it became a little, it became it became kind of controversial. Like, oh, to some I get, degree. it. Was yeah. it, was that the only we, thing that was I was off kind limits? of bummed? That was like the main thing. that yeah, was Yeah, that would have been cool. I would I yeah. would have bought a Yankee Stadium urine. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. And uh, I mean, it was I, I was really I was kind of bummed. You know what? It was a sleeper too. Was but I was on this. Was was the turnstiles because oh yeah. I knew we were getting to a point where turnstiles would be a real collectible. Oh sure, because nobody has tickets anymore. Let on a turnstile. Yeah. Why would you have a turnstile? Right. So, like, if you think about it, you don't see turnstiles anymore, but where would you ever go to any event without a turnstile? Right. So, you know, those were good, were like 80 of those or, or 60 of those. And we got really good money on those, and I, I kind of upsold the fact that you'll never see these turnstiles kind of thing again. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. You
1: get to put that in your in your yeah. den or you put it somewhere in your garage or wherever, your, your man cave, whatever. It was. It, was a, it was
2: a great slice of life for me just to do a project like that. It uh, was, was a huge project in regards to not only just selling the stuff. It's a lot of people like, brand you'd sell anything. I mean, yeah. I am a white version of Sanford and Son, but— <laughs> I do take the th- stuff, yeah. you know, there's a class and a certain way to do these things. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's important when I when I take upon a project like that, it's done with some class and well, some, some I would use the elegance. word about you,
1: you know, Brandon, you and I have known each other through people for many years. And yeah. this year we've gotten a lot, a lot closer and it was like an instant uh, bromance, right, yeah. in terms of that. I, I would use the word that you have a reverence. You have a reverence, you know what I mean? A respect. No, it's 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 a respect. You first of all you got you know great manners, the whole bit, you know, all those kind of things. So you've always you know, it's like you come at it with respect. But but when I listen to you talk about what you do and, and by the way, you came from the hospitality industry. You came from the restaurant business, which is It's kind about of a,
2: serving people yeah. and, and trying to get them what ultimately they want, what's going to get them jacked up and wowed, but, you know?
1: But also with that reverence, you also see the value in it. That's, that's what I like about it, right? You There's got, money. Yeah, it's got it. So you got to—if you don't have the reverence, it, it devalues the property, so to speak. Yeah. What was the biggest thing that you kind of learned in that experience? I mean, that was like, oh, this is bad. Or I didn't see it coming, man, and it hit me. And we all have those, right? Oh, there's
2: no question. I'm leading the league in them. But um, (laughs) I mean, i just, I'm not, you know, really, we don't have that much time to go over all the (laughs) screw-ups. But first of all, government, you know, I don't want to go on a tangent, but, you know, the city was involved in this. And, you know, dealing with government and politics, you can't. I understand why people get involved a little bit because it's inevitable when you run into people. Because you get ticked you, off. you yeah. got to have friends. Yeah. So, you know, oh, remember, the, what people don't realize, the city owned that stadium. But I think the biggest screw-up on my part, when I go into the stadium, and if you think about Yankee Stadium, on the top is that freeze. Yeah, that beautiful facade that, on the that top. That iron, it was steel. It was yeah, steel, probably steel. Oh, well, oh it, was, it was steel, and yeah. it was heavy, and it was big, and it was expensive to take down. And my immediate thought was, I gotta have that. Like that's 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 Yankee Stadium. What I didn't realize is I think there were like fifteen pieces that weighed about two or three tons each, <laughs> and they were eighteen feet long and twelve feet tall, and like. If you bring that home, that, that could be grounds for divorce. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like
1: the time I shot a buffalo, a, a bison buffalo, and I'm, I'm going to have the head mounted. And my wife says, Yeah, it's going to look great in your new apartment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. That kind of deal. Right?
2: And, and, you know, I, I just didn't think it all the way through because I <laughs> let my heart, my excitement about what that meant uh, get ahead of the reality of yep. it all, which was like nobody could take that home. I would take up your whole backyard and it wasn't easy to move around and it was expensive to get. That was probably the big. One of the bigger screw-ups. The other screw-up was, you know, I took... What would you end
1: up doing with it? I mean, did you melt it down? Well, we I mean, donated
2: what? a bunch. We melted some of it down. and Made these little mi- miniature, you know, uh, stadium replicas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we gave some of it away. Uh, you know, it was, just, it was, it was difficult. Still uh, have one? sold a few. No, right. no, no. We're, I mean, I want to stay married. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> we didn't do that. Although my wife's... Probably do you have a graveyard, by the way, of stuff. Um, like that? No, but my wife. No, but my wife's like you know could could use to get rid of all the stuff out of the house. She's not a, a big collector, which is a problem. I don't know. You get married, you, I forgot to ask her that question. Yeah, honey, probably. do you collect? But uh, no, that was Is your it, house filled with it? I've, you know, I have my rooms uh, that rooms, I'm allowed. Yeah. I have certain rooms I'm allowed, which is more than the average bear is allowed to get. Yeah. So, and yeah, I'm for obvious it's reasons, just, it's yeah. filled from top to well, It's not top to bottom, though. Yeah. There, there are rooms. I mean, yeah. there, there are definitely areas where I'm not allowed to go and touch. Yeah. Well, and, me too. I get the same thing. Yeah. Cause I'm
1: a. Native American uh, collector and oh, a lot, nice. of, lot of things, a lot of but I also have like ivory tusk, I have thing, all kinds of different things. So like, you're a
2: saver, also.
1: Yeah, I I do it for the but it's mostly tied to a historic reason, like the reverence of it. Do yeah. you understand what this piece is? Do you you get what this is? You know that kind of thing. But I'm only allowed that yeah that room. That's it. I just have yeah. a
2: lot of memories that you know, yeah. think, and to be honest with you, I think you can love what you do and serve people and make a shitload of money too. Yeah, like I think people get caught up with having you know this love for something. And then they get kind of a nervous about the fact that they can profit from it too. Can, and, I, and I feel like I've been able to do that.
1: Can you? Is there is there a um, a piece that you have or pieces that you have that there's no way? I mean, you say – you know, like like I'm. I say everything's for sale. All right, at some point, just Me the too. price, right? Okay. Yeah. Is there some piece though you would know they're going to pry it out of my hands? It's the last thing I will ever let go. Um, I've
2: been thinking a lot about that because I've been trying to get my arms around my, what the different collectibles I have. There's certainly the first autograph, the real autograph, When I was like 14. I got Thurman Munson's autograph when I was in an oh. elevator with him. So that's a piece I really don't want to give up. Um, I have a ticket. Uh, you know, Remember when you got tickets? Now yeah. you don't get tickets anymore. But when you got tickets, the ticket, ticket would rip the ticket and put it in this box. Yeah. So I have one of those boxes and it's filled with all my tickets since I'm a kid. Oh wow! And I, I go to probably eighty, ninety events a year. No, you, you go know, to a lot of a games, lot of games. Yeah. and that, that box is very filled with a lot of memories. Like that's that needs to. There's so many memories of so many winning games and World Series. Can you and almost games. like pull out every ticket? Oh yeah, way? yeah. Say, hey, and man. I'm not proud of that, by the way. I mean, that, Why? That, that, Why? That, Why it's just way way too much information to fill up this small little brain that I got. Like I think that's uh, special. I mean, but it's special. What do you got, man? It's special for me because. You know, I made a lifetime commitment in doing something that I love, which was going to games. Yeah. And I found a way to make a living off of it. And then I got, went a little further on it. But I, I, there were just so many firsts of even taking clients to their first game or, or a bunch of games with my kids and, you know, games I took my kid out of school. And, you know, we played hooky and all that and just crazy. Yeah, but go-
1: going to a game with you ain't like going on a regular game. All right, let's be clear. I mean, when I go to a game with you, we're sitting down yeah. right, behind, right behind the dugout. I want it
2: to be special. It and, is special. And it's and, and, and still special for me. It, I was going to ask years. you that question. It's still special. Yeah. It's a responsibility because as you're there, the wheels are spinning. So when I go out of town, I like to go out of town games a lot because I can kind of get a fresh perspective, and sometimes it's not a money grab for me. Because to be honest with you, if I'm at a game that matters to me, either my players are there or if I have a relationship with the team, I'm in a money grab mode and it conflicts with the fun part of just being a fan and yeah. easy going. Yeah. So I'm in the money grab and I've got a responsibility to try to remember what I'm seeing. Wow, I gotta grab that or I gotta do that. I gotta follow up with that player. I see a new sponsor. Yeah. And I'm trying to put all that together. Well, but
1: you and but you know, it's fun to watch you because we're a lot alike that way.
2: Yeah. We know what we're supposed
1: yeah. to do, but we're also on and yet we're behind the scenes like you got a guy to take our picture. I know what you were doing, I was watching that. That's special, right? And little things like that, you know, besides us doing our selfies, those kind of things, you know, you had a real professional really do it well and send us the picture. I mean, I was like, that's cool, right?
2: The guy in the camera pit, I mean, you can't ask for more. I mean, and you used to, before the net was there, the third base coach would come over, give us some gum, some sunflower seeds. (laughs) I mean, that's the stuff that I love, like when the guy comes to third base because he got a triple and he starts – you know phoning over to us yeah, and yeah, talking because yeah. to change pictures that would blow the clients away like you know that, that's the stuff that like you know you're talking to David Ortiz on third base and asking what he's doing after the game like yeah. and the whole section is like who is that guy
1: well but it's also you're you're are you, are you like Mr Yankee i mean i know you do all these other sports but the reason I is, am,
2: yeah the yeah. reason it, i mean I, I am but i'm really not i mean i'm, I'm
1: but, I, but I, you walk through the stadium everybody knows you
2: well, that's a big a big part of my business, but it's also I'm I'm involved in a lot of other teams and players though. Yeah. Not that I'm as popular in those arenas as I am maybe in Yankee Stadium so that's good. It's, it's well the gem of all gem is Yankee Stadium I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but And but, it's a neighborhood. Yeah. I mean it's a neighborhood, right? I mean and when New you York is always my mother is always like, Listen, there's New York and there's everything else. So <laughs> Now, she could have pushed that a little less hard because I did take that more seriously. But she's like, you know, all, you, all that matters in New York. She was just a typical New Yorker. Like, what's yeah. going on outside New York? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. There's the only nothing thing there. that matters is going on in these boroughs. This is everything. You got every kind of person, every kind of people, every kind of team. You, you don't need to do, do anything outside New York. That was her way of making sure I didn't leave New York, you know, in case I was thinking of moving out. But did you ever think of moving out? I, th- I think about it every I mean, now you, and then. But I'm you such had, a, a New Yorker. Jobs. I mean, you worked at yeah.
1: Hyatt. You worked at Hard Rock Cafe, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, Hard Rock was here in New York. Hyatt was up in Baltimore. I, you know, I went to Syracuse. I've had some touches outside of New York and I'm not afraid of outside of New York. Like when I went to Syracuse, my friends wanted to know if I was okay. Like, why would I go to Syracuse? Yeah. Like, what could possibly be <laughs> going on with those pumpkins up there? Yeah. You got to wear said, orange, man. Not only am I going to Syracuse, I'm never coming back here. Yeah. See this face. I'm gone. I'm not going yeah. back to Brooklyn yeah. and I love Brooklyn, but. You know, I I love parts of the country but it's hard. You got the New York thing going. It's you know, it's very tough to get that out of your blood, man.
1: It's tough. Well, it's tough. you know, and I'm a you know, a Dakota boy. You yeah, know, but I love New York. You've adjusted well. Oh, you know I have. But, well, but you know, so I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't think of you as Dakota when you told yeah. me that. I was shocked.
1: Yeah, and most people are because shocked. I'm doing business. I mean, I'm a business. You're
2: guy. A, a more traditional New Yorker than I've seen most New Yorkers. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I,
1: you, I give that that yeah. because I'm rough and tumble. I love that. I love it. The, the more yeah, you got the, the more we skin get and, it, and yeah. the big heart. Yeah, yeah. I, and by the way, a lot of people don't know that's about New York that that side of New York. I, you know, they everybody used to have the opinion that we were. The, the folks in New York were rude and uh, didn't care. No, we just mind our own business. Just get out of my way. You're, you're on the sidewalk. Move.
2: It's a little crowded. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crowded. It's a little, little crowded.
1: crowded. So you talk about your mom. I want to yeah. hear, do you take more after your mom or your dad?
2: Well, you know, my dad, I lost, you know, she, they divorced at four and he oh, passed away okay. when I was 11. So mm. really, dad wasn't much in the picture. My mom always said, you know, she's my mom and dad. My Did mother, she remarry? No. Okay. And, uh, you know, that was too much dysfunction. She had so many issues. But great mother. Yeah. That was her favorite line, you got to have balls. Yeah? So oh, So really? she was always, you got to have balls. And we, and know, she wasn't we were... talking
1: about baseball. She was talking about moxie. Yeah, yeah.
2: moxie, grit, yeah. you know, don't give up, think yeah. big, go yeah. all the way. You know, there were no boundaries in her mindset and her game. And she would always bring it up. Like, we would always, even as an eight, nine, seven year old we would mm-hmm. go into stores and she would point out to me, how this was bull and how yeah. this was weak, and how the service wasn't right, or how somebody should have do? gone further. I mean, she was a woman basically in the 60s, and women were not business owners. Yeah. She was in the auto parts business, she was owned a salon, <gasps> she was a travel agency, and then eventually she went to being, being a headhunter. She was an entrepreneur all yeah. the way, and she didn't take any crap from anybody. I yeah. mean, she was a, a different kind of woman, um, you know, way before the time's up. I mean, yeah. she was, time was up on yeah. a, with a lot of men on my block. Yeah. You know, as far as if they gave us any kind of crap and got out of line because they thought they could, my mother's like, you know, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have you removed from this lifetime. So quickly. I see, I see traits already. <laughs> so, but
1: what do you see? What do you see when you say, "Hey, I take this from my mom"? Like the other day, I got to tell you, yesterday, I'm walking. I was in a uh, little barbecue. I went into the restroom and I looked in the mirror as I was walking to the, you know, to relieve myself. I'll just put it as nicely as I can. And I saw, I, I saw my dad. It was me, but wow. it was my dad. You know what I mean? And I think so what me, is it you take? Well, yeah.
2: you know, my mother was, was a really smart businesswoman, probably should have gone to college. So, you know, I, 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 you know that was, if that, she was an amazing speaker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I do speak well, and, and she taught me how to public speak at an early age. But she also had a big heart. She was a tremendous giver, even at a time when we had so little. Yeah. I'd wake up, there'd be a stranger in our living room, but she saw him on the corner, was cold out. She'd give the boys on the corner the keys to her car because she didn't want them standing out there in the cold. Uh, she would always take a dollar out of her pocket and give to somebody that was you know, begging or poor, mm-hmm. even though we didn't have any money, broke yeah. on welfare at that time. I went in there one time and took the dollar right out of the hat. And my mother was like, whoa, what, what are you doing? I said, we can't afford to give that man a dollar. She said, why don't you think that? I said, because money's tight. We're going shopping. We need this yeah. money. And she said, you know, you don't give. She goes, I said, she said, well, why do you think that this man doesn't have a dollar? I said, we can go work. He says, you know something, leave the judging for the man upstairs, give to give, and we can always give a little bit. Mm-hmm. How le- little you have, you can always give a little bit. And I think I've learned a lot of that from her. The business savvy is more about out of the box. It's mm-hmm. not follow a traditional route to anything. Is a, a, you know, following a traditional route to most things will lead you to, usually to mediocrity. Follow a route from your heart, your head, the vision you have, and don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. And um, I think that she gave me a lot of confidence in that. And also the resilience. She would never let up. And I've got that resilience from her all the time And yeah, now let up. That's pretty
1: insightful. Yeah. You know, uh, recently John McCain, Senator McCain just died. Yeah. And there was a great quote that I saw in Business Insider that said, your happiness will lie within your character, your happiness or your unhappiness. And character and character alone will determine it. And that's kind of what she's saying there too. That's kind of a very insightful thing, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, my, my mother was a very uh, – uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen it coming. She was, mm-hmm. and she was a server. You know, she understood that, you know, selling was serving. Not, you know, making a quick buck. If you had a relationship you understood where somebody was coming from and understood their ups, downs. Um, you know, I, I still walk into a room. My mother was one of the first color specialists back in the 60s. She, that's, that was her part in the salon. Mm-hmm. So whenever we'd walk in a room, she would see somebody's roots weren't good. Somebody needed new color, yeah. new hair, you know. And immediately, like, and I was like, she's like, instead of saying you need this, you need that, let me help you. hmm let me get you right. Oh, well, I don't know what to do. Well, here's, you know, she was always insightful to try to give people the positive uh, direction. Was she
1: negative? Didn't sound like she was ever really negative. But Pretty, she-, she
2: was a great problem solver. The the problem with my mom was, was you know, she, she struggled, you know, being a single mother, three boys, right, and stuff. she had a, a huge weight problem. But So, you know, I always have a, a, a focus on health and nutrition. In my new book, there's a whole section of, you know, faith, fitness, and fortune. A big part about uh, fitness, which is, so important to success, and it's something my mother really struggled to overcome was, was, was the eating problem that she had.
1: So you see um, – there's two, a couple things. One is you know I get invited. You invite me all the time to go to things, and I thank you very much for that. Thank um, you for inviting
2: me to C-Suite stuff. I, I love that stuff absolutely too. Absolutely.
1: Well, it's the name of the game. That's what you do and yeah. I do, so that's what love we it. do. We help – you help me, I help you. It's, yeah. That's the way it works, folks. If, you're not, if, you're not, if you don't get that from this alone, the more you give, the more you get. You give, give, get, you get, get, get. And That's the
2: give is the joy. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not happiness, the joy. But
1: you don't have to look for something out of it either, right? I mean, yeah, it's the joy. I yeah. mean, I,
2: I try to do two acts of kindness every day, Jeff. Yeah. Every day I start the day, I try to do two things for two people that aren't expecting it. Even if it's a small thank you, a gift, a check. Yeah. And usually yeah. a couple hours later, I get the two thank you notes. It's the best part of my day. I mean, you know, just, and I've decided that about 15 years ago. I've been doing this a long time, like to send out those two things. Now at Steiner, we have a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Easy for me to send out, but I sent out a book, a note, a card, a ball. Yeah. And people are just shocked. Like, why'd you send me this? I said, just, I don't know. You seem like you need a little pick me up, so I want to send you that. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, it's just, it's, probably better the best thing i do but
1: as part as part of that you invite me to come to a lot of different functions a lot of things here in the office and like one day hey jeff uh, joe's stopping by on thursday why don't you come down i'm like joe who joe who and it's joe montana right or whoever yeah do, do you ever get jaded by all that i mean the people that you meet that you i mean these are superstars i mean you're dealing with superstars every single day do you get jaded by that
2: I don't. I mean, I think one of the reasons I've been in business thirty years as Steiner is because I keep my feet on the ground about it. And I realize that I can't throw the football forty yards. I can't hit a home run. You know, I can't pitch ninety miles an hour. So I have to realize I'm a business person, not an athlete, not a celebrity. Did you
1: were you? Did you do stuff when you were I, I a kid?
2: Played it on a mediocre, mediocre level. You know, I yeah. competed, but nothing well, at like baseball or what. I played mostly basketball, played a little football. I'll do respect. Yeah, 5'7", <laughs> yeah. white. You know. I'm, I'm not trying to make fun. And I'm fun. still you know playing. That. I still yeah. play, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I realize, I mean, my mother sat me down and said, you're 5'7", you're white. And I just went and talked to the coach. And just so you know, you, you know, the chance of you making the NBA, given your situation, is I almost you, impossible. Honey. So I, I'm going to send you to this special high school that doesn't have sports. Because I know if I send you to this other high school, you're going to just try to make the team every waking moment. And I, I gave my mother a lot of credit for being honest with me. She only went to one basketball game my entire career to watch me play. And she went to the coach afterwards. She pulled me aside afterwards and told me that because I was spending four or five hours a day playing basketball. Yeah, practicing. Constant. yeah, Went to sleep with the ball. So, you know, you get different directions. I, I, I'm not one of those guys that hurt my knee and I could have been or my, I tore my rotator cuff. I was never going to be anything more than a schoolyard player. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. best. Yeah. And yeah. every day, every you know, every now and then I have a day yeah. where I'm like, Wow, that was cool. But most of yeah. those days aren't that day.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and well, that's okay. I mean I, I like to compete. I blow off some steam. But um I love sports. I always I always enjoy the competition of it and the parallels of it. But back to your question. I, I don't – first, I don't get jaded. I get excited. Mm-hmm. I think when I stop getting excited, I'm, I'm going to hang it up. I'm going to go home. I, I get excited, and I try to find the greatness when I know when I'm with a player that's made the professional level. Whether a superstar or not, it's not easy to, to get to that level. Yeah. So me, I'm like – I'm this curious kid. Even at 59, I want to know how they did it. Right. And then I'm trying to extract that out of you so I can grab some of that myself. Yeah, But I think, you know, to me, a lot of people that do what I do do get kind of caught up in it all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that usually leads to short-term careerness, yeah. whatever that's called. Uh, but I, for me, like, you know, I feel like I'm blessed to have some of these connections and relationships. But... You know, my real friendships are really just like everyone else. I mean, I'm the same guy. I mean, I yeah. got the, my friend from growing up. I got my friend from college. I got the neighbor. Yeah. You know, I've got normal friends. And the players are what I do for a living. And I, I try to do the best I can but some of those to keep a become, normal relationship. Some of those guys
1: have become friends, too. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, yeah but I don't get – I look at them on that aspect of it just they're as friends. what it is. Yeah,
1: Yeah, they're friends, right? I mean, because yeah. you have to – it's like this is a good lesson for people listening because – a lot of times you know i'm I have some guy who called me today, and he's like, "I can get you introduced to this, I can get you introduced dude, I do that every day, yeah, I know those people, what are you talking? yeah, but you don't understand they're CEOs they're this they're that. dude i <laughs> you, I, you, I, you I know get, my background yeah. it's like like you it's like hey, you know, I'll introduce you to Joe Montana, like Jeff, I know Joe what I the- get
2: jacked up like when I see the waitress that's that has served on us better yeah. than anybody's ever served me, or the garbage man that spills a bunch of stuff and then comes back, sweeps up he's Best yeah. guy has ever taken my trash. Yeah, I get just jacked up about anybody that's really exceptional at what they do. And you can see that they're into it. Yeah. you know They're full out, whether it be the guy at the front desk to our building who doesn't let anybody buy him. And he's running that thing. Like he's his, a great you know, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, so I, I, get, I get jacked up when people are just all in on what they're doing and they want to be extraordinary at what they're doing. Because I know what that takes. Yeah. And I just happen to do it with a bunch of players and people that do it in sports. So yeah. I get jacked up about that and I learn from it. And I actually, at the same time as the enjoyment of going to a game and meeting these guys, I got the money grab of it. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to make a living off of that, which I've seemed to manage pretty well, which I'm grateful for, but not overly... You know, not. I don't get over the top about, uh, you know, getting these guys coming over my house and yeah. playing the celebrity card because it just gets you out of whack. No, and then but the
1: other thing you gotta, you gotta, you, you know, it's like I've told people, you gotta act like you've been there before. Don't, don't, don't just, yeah. you know. I gotta get a lot of young people work with me sometimes. Every once in a while, they get really jacked up about oh, we're in the room with so and so and so and so, the CEO of this or whatever it might be, or in many cases celebrities. You know, that they're on TV every single day because they're in our office all the time, and I'm like, act like you've been here.
2: My mother always says, if not you, then who? Yeah. Right. I mean, if you, you start walking in situations and you get all your, then who's it supposed to be?
1: Yeah, but again, I I look at yeah. it the same way. I mean, we all say well, we put our pants on the same way, but I, it, it's but that's the way I look at it. Like, know, yeah. there's nobody that's better. I than, agree. But, yeah.
2: And you know, I've so far so good. Um, I, I try to keep a level head about all of it, and also what I enjoy is the sharing of it. If I find myself into something, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to share it. Yeah. So if I get to take you to a game and and you're really having a great time, and I'm sharing yeah. this little in that I have. That's probably the most enjoyment I get out of it. It's not only taking my kid, but then his friends... And then I know her experience is something that they'll be talking about 20 years Yeah, and i got to take the
1: bobblehead and give it to K-Rod, <laughs> who's uh, Cara Rodriguez. So she, I call her K-Rod because she's she's Puerto Rican, and she's Rodriguez, and she's a huge, a huge uh, A-Rod huge A fan, so I call her K-Rod. And ever since I've met her, her name in our office is K-Rod. I love so there that. I love so that's that. what we call her. Nobody calls her Kara Rodriguez. We all just call her K-Rod. Love and that. I gave her the bobblehead because it was that pitcher, whoever that great pitcher was that, yeah. that was, I don't know, he was there that remember. night. It was that Dave something night or something, I don't know. See, this is bad for me i should i'm interviewing one of the le- greatest legends in sports memorabilia and i don't know anything about sports whatsoever but i have a good time is there you we talked about things that turn you on and get you jacked up but are there things that just piss you off
2: yeah i mean uh indifference yeah you know people that yeah. act, just don't give a shit yeah um really really drives me crazy Just on jo- or, or, everything or jobs, waste whatever. the talent you know waste yeah. the talent people yeah. that you know that you know 501 one that sliding down the dinosaur yabba dabba doing home and then they want to know why you know they're they're not making a lot of money or whether life's not excelling or 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 they're out every night and they want to know why their marriage is falling apart because you yeah. 're not putting any energy into that like i don't know i, I don 't think life 's all that complicated I think life 's messy, I think a lot of curveballs but you know, if you want to, you know, there's there's a lot of just staples, things that you can do to keep your life together. When when I see people just not doing the basics, which yeah. I believe the brilliance is in the basics. It always is. It yeah. always is in the fundamentals. Yeah. And when I see people not doing that, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Just hey, say thank you. Hey, follow up with a yeah. call. Hey, make, make sure the person. Hey, make your good. calls. Make your calls. Yeah, you get simple. To, yeah, do the stuff. And you that stuff done. drives me, cra- you know, drives me crazy. But mm-hmm. you know, generally, generally, I, I used to be the guy that would go to Rockefeller Center when they lit the Christmas tree, Jeff. you yeah. know? And yeah, you know, I think there's I don't know fifty thousand bulbs, but I'd find the four that were out. Yeah, and that would be my. I said those four bulbs are out. I this place is all screwed up. Like <laughs> so, I try to really put my emphasis. And I didn't realize I was that way, but you know, I've learned to really put my emphasis on. The positives and yeah. really just find the good in people. Yeah, and that's you know find more things that are going to turn. I me try on. to, uh, you know I, what I mean. Yeah, I just no, get I try crazy. To live my life that yeah.
1: way. I, I look, I
2: look, no one died. I didn't always. No one died. I didn't it always live that moment. way though. I mean, you know, I would, you yeah. know, you always find something. You can always find something both ways. Yeah, and I think you're probably better off just trying to find the good.
1: What, what was? So I, we're gonna, we're starting to run out of time, but I want to keep going because I don't want to stop. We're gonna have to do this some more because you and I have too much fun, and, <laughs> and there's just too much good, damn good knowledge in this thing. So thank you. You got You got to have balls. That's what we're learning here but today but let me let me ask you a question about uh what's the what's the biggest thing you ever sold like that like that was like besides the, the stadium right? Um, the, you sta- bought that the stadium was big and also Don like, Watson's
2: perfect uniform his perfect game uniform yeah. sold for 700,000 um, that's pretty cool we've sold some Babe Ruth stuff in the yeah. hundreds of thousands um you know there's been some nice sales that what's the bread through. and butter um, the bread and butter, you know, we replicate it in our auction platform. We sell. Right now, we're in the middle of selling other people's stuff. People are yeah. getting older. They want to sell their stuff. We have young people uh, that so want older stuff. Yeah. So we're selling and flipping collections our auction platform in Steiner Sports is probably the so biggest thing are like doing. So
1: people are upgrading. They want to get different A lot things. of
2: people, because they realize they're going to be able to live this old, are trading in and trading out. <laughs> yeah. So like, the, you, 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 all of a sudden you maybe had a bunch of stuff that you love. Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. But now your kid wants Aaron Judge or he wants Cal Ripken. Or you want so you, all the Yankees. Yeah. Or all the stuff. So you, you, stuff. you trade out maybe some of the stuff that you yeah. made a lot of money on, and then you go buy some stuff that you maybe can have more fun with your kids on. That's what we're seeing a lot of – parents and grandparents doing with their kids so that's kind of fun um you know it's like amazing like when i think about it it's like you know i'm 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 i I almost got a zero on my sats so i could could barely read and write we're we're, we're a lot alike man i mean i struggled in school but i knew school was important and when i see young entrepreneurs even coming to the studio we're sitting in now i kill them because they all don't want to go to school and I, i i can't emphasize to them how important school is but here i am like I had to take freshman English three times. That's mm-hmm. how bad I was. Mm-hmm. But I still got into Syracuse because I made a sale. I convinced someone to have faith in me. And school was really good for me. I don't think I'd be here without it. But, you know, I've written 1,500 blogs. So yeah. here I am. I just finished my third book, 1,500 blogs. And if there's anybody listening to this conversation, I want them to know that if you really want to put your mind to something and do something, if there's anything you want from me is, you know, you could do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a question of whether you really want to do it and whether you're willing to pay the price to do it. But uh-huh. for me, like, you know, I have a half a million people on my blog. I'm like, and my brother was writing and reading at four. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, yeah. nobody's yeah. reading yeah. anything he's writing. So hey, you, know, you ever just, slide that blog across the dinner table every once in a while? Um, it just, you know, <laughs> drives them crazy because, um, you know. But I, I'm just, that's kind of how I like to live my life. I mean, I just love when all the people keep telling me all the things I can't do and then I just keep doing it. And I uh, have fun, too, doing it. And, we were, you know, it's a blessing when you do something for 30 years, yeah. Jeff, and people still – nobody needs this stuff I'm doing here at Steiner. So yeah. the fact that they keep supporting and buying in and that I've be able to come up with new ideas is amazing, really. Cool.
1: What's next for you?
2: Um, more focus on serving. You know, uh,
1: you do uh, a lot the, for students. I, I know every time a student will call, you're just like, go do it.
2: Yeah, I try to help kids out a lot. I have a whole bunch of kids I'm mentoring. A bunch of college coaches. Kids I, love, you adopt, I love basically. Yeah, right? I've I adopted mean, a couple. I've taken them into my house. I get a little crazy. My wife and I. Um, I I'm definitely into you know college sports. I mentor a few coaches in college. Mm-hmm. Then get into that. Get into their teams. Um, I'm big. I'm big on the serving on the exchange. I'm trying to create a website that's going to help people be able. to to trade there's nowhere to sell this stuff a lot of people want to sell it and people want un- more unusual items so that's the next thing for Steiner is to build like an exchange almost like an eBay yeah um, and I like I like I mean the best part of my day is when I can write a check out to charity I know that sounds kind of weird and I do plenty of things which I broadcast because it's, it's my responsibility to do it for Steiners to be a good guy and a good community company. And then I, a lot of things I just love doing. And and the joy I get from rebuilding a library or doing a gym or building a basketball court. I don't know, man. That, that stuff, especially where I come from, like I, I wouldn't be here without all that help. So I feel like there's a part of me that wants to give as much of back because I know how that helps. I know there's some kids out there that, that will help. Not everyone. Yeah. Uh, every kid that my wife and I decide to help. Uh, like we have two homes, we've adopted a kid that was from Indian reservation. Not everything works out, mm-hmm. but it's amazing when it does. And then you have to have faith. You never know when it's going to work out for that kid and when they'll see the light. So, I think you can't spend enough time. I think we're probably pretty here to help each other. I mean, that's the thing you got to remember. Yeah, is, you know why we're on this. How this thing was all put together wasn't for us to go for money grabs and just be as rich as we can. It was to help each other, support each other. And that's a lot about my third book is what I've learned since making a lot of money, how unimportant and overrated that was.
1: Well, I read the other two, so I'm yeah. looking forward to the third one. So yeah. it's been a pleasure. And I thank you for being right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Thanks, Brandon.
2: You're welcome. Great to be here.
1: Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. I learned uh, so much in this show, and I talked about you give, you give, you give, you get, you get, you get. Now, I tell you, one of the first times I met Brandon, he just said, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And he's that kind of guy. And I learned just by listening. These, this isn't a fake guy. This is a real guy. And he's he's adopting kids. He's he's going out and speaking for places all the time where they want him. And he's got to travel hours, days to get there. And he does it because he wants to give back. And and even. Just just little things. He calls me and invites me to go to the Yankees games with him. And we didn't know each other that well. Now we've become really great friends. But, but even during that time, he gave me – he found out I loved the Knicks. And he gave me a set of cufflinks made from the championship of the New York Knicks, made from the – from the the floor of the basketball floor or the, whatever you call that. I don't even know. See, I, I don't know the stuff, but he's, I don't even know sports, and he likes me. Uh, and then he, then he sent me – he found out I have a bridge in South Dakota, so he sent me some Yankee Stadium seats to put on the bridge so I could have a little bit of New York out there in the prairie. That's awesome. So that's what I learned. The more you give, the more you get because, man, I'll do anything for this guy. And you'll do anything for people – As well, the more you go and give, the more you'll get. You'll find that really works and take it to heart, my friends. So thanks for joining me right here on All Business. And by the way, keep listening, keep watching uh, for all the changes that are going to come around this show and more shows. Uh Uh-oh, did I just say that? I said that out loud. But check for it right here on All Business, right here, Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio.